Good morning, Twin Cities. Good morning, pet appreciators, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, Dr. Nicole Peralt, our other wonderful host, is off today. She'll be off for the next couple weeks, but she'll be back with us on the February 24th. Um, but anyways, welcome to the Pet Connection Show. It's just me, myself, and I, and I hope all of you. So I'm hoping that some of you would be willing to call in and chat with me for a little bit if you want to share any upcoming events that you might you know want our listeners to know about or any questions that you might have although obviously I'm not the veterinarian um, of this little pet connection team but um, I can certainly try to help and be supportive with any other thing that you might have going on um, uh, and the call-in number, I should say that, 952-946-6205, yep, 6205, that's it. I'll say it one more time. I'll get it right this time, 952-946-6205. Now, this is not pet-related, but I am excited for Amy Klobuchar, Senator Amy Klobuchar. Um, I'm excited for everybody who's running um, in the presidential uh, upcoming presidential election here, and um, I'm just looking forward to hearing about where everybody stands, their thoughts, you know, all of that. I'm just really excited. And I personally do not mind that there's going to be an awful lot of people, um, you know, competing. I just don't mind that at all. So the more out there, the you know, the more we'll learn about, the more we'll be educated and the better informed we will be. And I'm just so excited to, I'm just so excited about that. But but it's not a political show, is it? It's a show about pets. So um, I just wanted to get that out there. Just really, really happy um, about that. Now, it is a winter wonderland out there. I'm sure you've noticed or driven in it. What an incredible couple weeks we've had. Um, dangerous, too, at some point. You know, I know last week we talked you know, just about the dangers of those really cold temps. It's just not worth taking any chances. I know I talked about, and I just want to say it just to honor him again, a uh, little grizzly, a little uh, tiny little Yorkie Pompu who had died in a house fire, uh, our client of like nine or 10 years. And I just wanted to say how hard that was. Um, but it is a winter wonderland out there, that's for sure. And, you know, as the temperatures rise a little bit, you know, there's all kinds of fun things that we can do out there. Um, and so we can definitely get into that a little bit later in the show. Um, some ideas on how to burn energy and that kind of thing. Um, but we do have a caller. Yay. So I'm excited about that. Um, and I'll just wait for him to get queued up and then we'll get right to him. But, you know, pet appreciators, um, I just can't stress safety enough, you know, during this, the, the, these cold weather snaps here. I just can't stress, you know, safety enough. And there's I know that a lot of dogs are probably going bonkers right now, being cooped up inside. And, you know, we can call, we can talk about that here in a little while. But um, but for sure, safety first, you know, no matter what. But anyways, Brad from St. Paul, you have a question about dog sitting. So um, I'm ready to, to hopefully help you in some way. And good morning to you. Okay. Uh, okay. First off, uh, have you heard about that horse they found in someone's basement? Uh, I, is that the, was that in the Star Tribune? Uh, I think it was. I actually looked it up elsewhere on the internet and I just trying to get some details on it. They're kind of vague. Okay. Well, what do you know about it? Cause I, sometimes I remember to, to subscribe to StarTribune.com and I was scanning that, but I didn't, I didn't have my subscription, so I couldn't read any articles, but it was a horse found in a basement or did somebody just like get a horse and they just didn't have a big enough yard or something and they kept it in the basement, which I don't agree with, obviously. Well, but well, well, the limited things that I heard or read was that the woman that owned the house called the police that there was a horse in her basement. And the, wow. the police came by and got the dog out of, or dog, I'm sorry, horse out of the basement. I didn't know I'd be talking about horses. Uh, with with the owner of the horse. Now, it doesn't seem to be that the owner of the horse and the house are the same. That is so bizarre. Oh, gosh, I hope there's yeah, more. I thought you might have read something else. <laughs> no, not yet. Oh, my gosh. I, I want to know more about this. So the owner comes home, right, after a hard day's work or maybe just out shopping or having fun. And it's like, oh, my God. 
there's a horse in my basement. And then the owner of the horse was in the basement as well? No. Um, the police found the owner of the horse, and and the horse owner and the police got it out of the basement. It's the best I can tell. Okay. Any idea how it got into the basement? Was like the garage? Oh, maybe ah. this. Maybe the garage was left open. Uh, uh, I, I don't know yet. I, I was hoping you might have an idea. No, I don't. But now I'm like really, really curious. How does a horse? Was it a like a like an older colt? Because I, you know, if it was born in the spring, it would still be not small, but not as big. Well, I saw a video and it looked like a full-grown horse to me. But then again, I'm not uh, a horse person. Right. You need a horse person to call in. <laughs> I need a horse. Okay, uh, you horse people listeners out there. How does a horse get into a house that's not his or her house? And not, did it say anything about damage? Like went in through, maybe, oh, I'm just trying to think if I was a horse, you know, like how I would get into a house. What if accidentally the sliding glass door on the lower level was left open if they even have a sliding glass door. Or maybe the screen, you know what I mean? Because it would have to go through the yard somehow and bang into the house somehow to get in. It's puzzling. Okay, well. Maybe he had a friend on the inside, a a dog or something who he's friends with who who opened (laughs) the door for him. You know what? There'll probably be a movie about that. <laughs> so, I, bet we, I bet we know the rest later. <coughs> I bet I bet we do too. If we don't, I'm sure Hollywood will come up with a a story, and and um, well, I'll believe it. <laughs> but anyways, oh, I'm gonna have to check uh, on and off. I don't know if I. I'm so curious, but I don't know if I'm <laughs> bold enough to call the police department and just ask. I don't know if I'm bold. If that would be just too rude and. And um, not appropriate, but yeah, curious, curious. Ha, ha, ha. That's quite shocking okay. and quite dirty. Well, here's, the main, here's the main reason I called is, is I'm, I'm house-sitting for my sister-in-law's little toy poodle. And this little poodle, uh, because probably because it's so small and short legs, doesn't like the snow. And I'm having a hard time getting it to, to take its, uh, to relieve itself in the snow. And I don't want to put it in the house with with uh, keypads or whatever those things are, I, I wanted to go outside. Now, do you have any ideas on encouragement? Okay, so how long are you pet sitting this little dog? A week. A week, okay. And is this dog the first time that it's been over to your house? I know you said the sister-in-law, but that doesn't mean that she brings a dog over when she comes. First time overnight. Okay. Well, okay, let's look at it from a dog, a little tiny dog's perspective. Um, do you have other pets in your house? No, I don't. Well, yeah, I do, but it, it's I'm, I'm keeping the dogs separate because I don't know how they're going to react yet. And that's, uh, I got a chocolate lab. Oh, okay. All righto. Okay. Well, you know, I can understand that. Okay. So what I would do, I mean, the, 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 the little dog, if he hasn't, he or she hasn't been over there yet, that's probably quite nervous. And it's not uncommon for dogs to kind of hold themselves in terms of going to the bathroom um, and not relieving themselves for a while when they're really, really nervous. Um, and they, they might not not always eat or drink in their normal pattern as well. So you might not see a normal pattern here for a, a, another day or two. But I would always, number one, make sure the food and water is always available because we don't want a, a stressed little dog to get dehydrated. That's not a good thing at all. Now, in terms of going outside, I would keep the dog on a leash um, because it is so small, and if it gets through any crack in the fence or whatever, then we've got a serious problem in the cold weather. So um, um, what I would do is I would just shovel a maze. I would shovel a small maze. Like, you know, you shovel like a sidewalk. I would just shovel a small little maze and then walk the dog along the maze and so it doesn't get kind of like lost or, you know, falls down deep into the snow. And, you know... And I think I would just, yeah, I would do it. Now, you also have to watch out for the paws. And so as soon as the, the dog is showing signs of being cold, bring the dog back in and then try it again in a few minutes or 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever. But, um, but I would just get the dog acquainted with a new 
um, place in a safe way on such a cold day. You might even want to have your other dog go out there and mark a little bit. And so sometimes other dogs, I'm thinking maybe the one that you're pet sitting might want to, you know, how one dog marks and another dog wants to mark on top of it. So that might be an option as well. But I would make sure that there's you know, that's a flat surface. So just go out there with a shovel, have some fun, make a little maze, do a crazy eight, do a little checkerboard, whatever, and um, and then try it that way. Um, and I know you don't like the idea of pee pads. I can understand that. Um, but it is an, a last resort if you want it. And I don't know if that dog would even know to go on it because I don't know if that would be something new and totally different. Um, and if you're really dead set about no accidents, then I don't know if you have a crate that the dog can stay in. Um, you know, while you're not, you know, yeah, if you just didn't want the dog to have a, have a, an accident. Oh, but okay. Be, well, you give be me patient, a though. ideas and I thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. And be patient, you know, just think of it like, you know, you're that, put yourself in that dog's body and what you see if you're down that, you know, low on the floor and, you know, different footsteps and, you know, I mean, when you're that small footsteps, you know, around a new house can be pretty loud and you don't quite know where they're coming from and who they belong to. And just just be patient and um, really encouraging, And, and but, but don't limit the food or the water. Well, great. Thank you for your advice. Yes, and if you hear anything before the show is over about that horse, let me know. <laughs> I'm curious oh, now. Okay. okay, thank you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Have a great day. Be safe. You know, pet appreciators, we do have another caller. Um... But we also are going into a commercial break in about 10 seconds. So I'm hoping, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that Lynn can stay um, on through the commercial break. Pet appreciators, I hope you can too. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. You know I purchased my vehicles with Rudy Luther because I love my Toyota Sienna, but it's the extra things which make me a loyal Rudy Luther customer. A great example, the Luther Advantage card. With every new and used vehicle purchased, you'll get three years of 10 cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores and $5 off the works car washes. The Luther Advantage cards keep you happy in your Rudy Luther vehicle. Find out more at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake DeRoff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week, we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your hundredth home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune into the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. On February 19th from 6 to 8 p.m., come sit around the farm table at Seward Co-op Creamery Cafe and learn more about the Cultural Wellness Center, Seward Co-op's February seed recipient. The Cultural Wellness Center is working on a new project that will create a blend of culinary heritage, self-love, and business incubation for African-American food entrepreneurs. Their new cafe space will be a cooperative and supportive environment focused on reconnecting, rediscovering, and reinventing the culinary traditions of our past. Enjoy a meal designed by Creamery Cafe staff and inspired by this work. Ingredients sourced from community foods producers. Tickets for the February 19th Farm Table three-course dinner are $40, and there is a non-alcoholic beverage pairing for an additional $7. Beer, wine, and other beverages will be available for purchase. Tickets are limited, so grab your seat at the Seward Co-op Creamery's Farm Table right away. Visit seward.coop and click on Events to purchase your tickets now. Are you concerned about health care reform, deportation, gun violence, the Line 3 pipeline? Learn how to make your voice heard. Register now for the Min by Min Beyond the Vote conference on Sunday, February 24th at Harding High School in St. Paul. Minnesota artist and Northland Poster Collective co-founder Ricardo Levins Morales will kick off the day as the keynote speaker. The day-long conference features a variety of workshops and activities to help you better understand the issues, boost your activism skills, and connect with activist and advocacy communities across the state. Be sure to visit the exhibitor tables and try out the new hosted interactive walk-up stations. Register today at mnxmn.org. Early bird rates are available through Valentine's Day. Student discounts, scholarships, and child supervision are also available. Or sign up as a volunteer and attend sessions for free. For more details or to register, visit mnxmn.org. That's Min by Min Beyond the Vote Sunday, February 24th at Harding High School in St. Paul. 
Men by Men, Empowering Civic Engagement in Minnesota. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Bet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, and I'm so happy to be spending Sunday morning with you on this beautiful winter wonderland day. Although stay safe and warm out there, people and pets. Um, I'm I would love to just spend my morning talking with you. So we do have another caller that I'd like to get to. But if you have anything you want to announce or share or have a question, um, not medically related because I'm not the vet here on this pet connection team, but um, um, Dr. Nicole will be back in a couple weeks. But anything else, always feel free to call in, 952-946-6205. And Lynn, thank you kindly for for waiting. That was a long wait, so um, thank you kindly. And That's quite all right. Um, uh, just on your first caller, um, I, th- I saw it on TV, and it kind of looked like it might have been a pony rather than a big horse. But I'm not sure. Um, it, anyways, I was thinking that it was a, a walkout basement-y type. It, it looked like it was furnished, but it was a walkout basement type place and that um, or side or whatever of the house, and that maybe the wind blew the door open. I don't know. Okay. A, a thought. Anyways. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said I'm that. Is that um, I was thinking... I need I need some suggestions, and maybe your your um, listeners have some ideas um, about energy busters. Um, being that we've been inside so long in the winter and the cold and the thing, and you can't get out to walk them very much. And I'm call, also calling for a friend who has two little ones and trying to figure out what um, they can do because the one is a one year old, and just the energy is just oozing out of it and it um you know trying to figure out where you can take it what you can do with it um just to get help get some of the energy out of them i know and it's it's one it's not just only the cold but even on days like today where it's a little bit you know warmer a little mm-hmm. bit it's the ice underneath you know yes. like you can't go three or four steps without the dog slipping and sliding a little bit. And then the owners, too, you know, and not everybody has. I mean, you have your winter gear, but you don't necessarily have winter gear for Antarctica, you know. So, you <laughs> know, with, all the salt that's out there. Yes, yes, yes. So um, the beautiful outdoors isn't always an option here at this time of year, is it? And it's just, uh, yeah, I. I've, yeah, I feel a little unprepared. I just didn't know it was going to get so bad and stay that way for a while. But to me, it's mostly that that ice that is so limiting, you know, to the movement. But anyways, um, as some of you know, Lynn, Lynn is a, a client of the Urban Dog. And so um, when I, you know, wake up every day, that's one of the things that I that's always on my mind. You know, who's on the schedule for today? Who are the dog walkers? What do we have going on at the building? Um, you know, what's the weather like? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, what are the different age groups coming in? And how do we need to plan for that? And, you know, who's going to mix with who and who doesn't mix with, with who and that kind of thing. And I bet it sounds like Lynn and many other owners wake up thinking the same thing. You know, what are we going to do to take care of the physical, intellectual, social needs of a dog when you're so cooped up and it can be a challenge and it's it's important to plan ahead like you're doing Lynn um, because this is a perfect time for bad habits to set in you know bad bad habits can set in when an owner is just too busy and we've all been there and if we haven't we'll all be there you know there isn't one perfect pet owner out there um, so there's going to be times where, where we will be challenged by you know making sure that bad habits don't come in you know set in or whatever but I was thinking of your space, you know, because people who know me or listen to me know that I, I I think a lot about environment and how the environment can enrich our lives, you know, and, and for this show, how can an environment enrich a dog or a cat's life, indoors or outdoors? What can we do to change it? Um, not only as they're young to getting older, you know, you make adjustments and that kind of thing, but... Um, but weather-wise, what can we do to change it? And I was thinking about your space, you know, Lynn, um, and yeah. and um, 
in the uh, the apartments that that you guys live in, and we walk a, a number of dogs over there. And and for me, even though the time outside is limited, to me it'd be like changing it up. So this is kind of what I've thought. I'm going to run through a list. I hope to God you don't think it's boring, but I want you to comment on it and then add to it. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, what I was thinking of in your in your apartment building there, um, is there a particular hallway? And maybe you would need to get permission about this. But is there a particular hallway that you? And then keep in mind too, not just you, but the other pet owners. You guys can help each other with this. You know, um, is there a hallway or a certain time during the day where it can become a, a hallway for balls? You know, where there's just a lot of running back and forth, tossing back and forth, rolling back and forth, where it wouldn't really disturb, you know, too many people, um, you know, just getting as long as they've gone done their potties outside, maybe they can just run up and down the halls a little bit, maybe let other people know, hey, you know, is it okay between one ten and one thirty that we just kind of let them run, run, run? Or maybe it's just like taking all, you know, having a group dog walk up and down the elevators, up and down the halls, up and down the stairway, down through the garage, you know, and maybe at different points um, in different places of that building, you know, when you're doing the group walk or whatever, you can also do it on your own. Maybe there's a treat hiding in each new place. Maybe there's a treat hiding that the dogs have to get when they get down to the lowest level of the garage. Maybe there's a treat hiding or a new toy hiding, um, you know, in one of the stairwells. And then when you walk down the hall, you know, I'm thinking of like Halloween, you know, how some people put um, uh, in apartment buildings, I've seen this a lot in condo buildings, they'll put signs on doors for people who want to participate and give out candy instead of just every kid knocking on every door. And so maybe that can be something like that, that, um, you know, maybe there's like a little doggy play date or a little doggy treat date or something on all the doors that have a certain sign on it, you know, one day. So you're you're walking and you're walking and then you stop and you knock and, oh, who's on the other side? Sniff, sniff, sniff. Oh, I get to be pet by this person. Oh, my gosh, there's a treat. You know what I mean? And then you walk and walk and walk, go up the elevator, go down the elevator, get to the next place. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm wondering in places like that where it is dog friendly if there's some people that can just have mini activities, you know, going on. Because I know your particular place doesn't necessarily have a fenced-in doggy, you know, play area. Some do, some don't, but whatever. Because some of these things you could do outside, like throwing the ball or whatever. Um, But I was thinking about that, you know, because, you know, most dogs are familiar with leaving their unit, going down the hall, going down the elevator, sometimes out the front door, sometimes out the side door, sometimes through the garage. But there's probably a lot of places where dogs are unfamiliar with in those buildings. You know what I mean? So I'm just like thinking of, of you know, exploring your building, you know what I mean, in sort of a different way. And sometimes having a, another dog or two or another person or two tagging along might be kind of fun, you know, meet more people and, you know, just kind of have it be sort of like a little whatever, you know. So, um, but then, of course, there's out and about stuff, too. You know, I know different shopping malls. Maybe I don't know this. I do know Rosedale Shopping Mall in Roseville has it. Oh, music, commercial break. Ah, I don't know, Lynn, if you can stay with us or not, but pet appreciators. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure, go ahead. Wow, was that fast. Do you or someone you know need dental care but can't afford it? Join Shamblot Family Dentistry for their 13th annual Dentistry from the Heart event. A day of free dentistry for those in need. All patients will be seen on a first-come, first-served basis. No appointment required. Dentistry from the Heart provides free, limited dental care to those in need. This event is for new patients only. Shamblot Family Dentistry has given away more than $320,000 in free dentistry through Dentistry from the Heart. The 13th annual event will take place on Wednesday, February 13th at Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and in their new St. Paul 
location at 400 Selby Avenue in the Blair Arcade. Starting at 7 a.m., Dr. Shamblot and his team will treat as many patients as possible. It's first come, first served, so patients should arrive early. For more information about this opportunity for free dental care, visit ShamblotFamilyDentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch New Beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hey, this is Hunter Hawes of the Minnesota Progressive Repartee, and I'm inviting you to celebrate the Blue Wave at the Blue State Ball on Saturday, March 2nd at the Blaisdell in Minneapolis. VIP reception starts at 5, where you can mingle with Tom Hartman, John Fugelsang, Matt McNeil, and all the other AM950 personalities. Then general admission starts at 6.30. This year's ball is sponsored by Howling for Wolves and Northern Sun with food from It's Greek to Me. Don't forget, I'm the DJ of the ball this year, so come party with me at the Blue State Ball Saturday, March 2nd at the Blaisdell. Tickets at am950radio.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today will be cloudy with a high near 9, and tonight still cloudy with a low around 5. Tomorrow we'll see snow with a high near 19. Monday, mostly cloudy with a high near 26. And Tuesday, snow with a high near 26. The Eat Local Minnesota Restaurant of the Week is Cafe Latte. Come try their bakery specializing in fresh breads and desserts, including their renowned chocolate turtle cake. Visit them on Victoria and Grand in St. Paul, or more details at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back, Pet Appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Thank you so much, Lynn, for sticking with us through the commercial break. Um, I know I went over a whole bunch of lists of, of things that I might want to try if I was a pet owner in an, in an apartment building. Anxious to get your thoughts on that, but I also just wanted to throw out, you know, um, doggy daycares and, um, you know, walking in shopping malls. I know Rosedale Shopping Center has a, a day where they let people come walk with their dogs. Yeah, that, I was going to mention that. That's actually Sundays, so oh. it's today, unfortunately. But yeah, my, my girlfriend takes her dog there. She was there this morning. Oh, fun. But, Do you know what time? Yeah, uh, I'm looking at it right now, and it says uh, all the way through November, you can go from 8 a.m. till 10 a.m. And yeah, as, just as long as your dog's not, as long as they're people-friendly, and I'm assuming that's most people don't bring their not people-friendly dogs around people, but... Yeah, to big crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you so much. So that's an excellent idea. I don't know if the Mall of America does anything like that. There's also places, um, I always keep meaning to get them on the show too, but, you know, or, um, organizations that do agility, you know, um, it's the wrong mm-hmm. season for dock dogs, you know, jumping in the pools and that kind of stuff. It's the wrong season for that. But, um, you know, agility stuff. I know, I'll, and I'll have to just put in a plug for my business, the Urban Dog. We do doggy field trips and we have a couple facilities. So we, we've um, got lots of different things going on, you know, for there. And that we always, you know, with our, we call them field trips because we don't want to be limited to just our building unless it's like a really bad weather day. But, um but we do all the pickups and we do all the drop-offs. So it comes with a little doggy chauffeur, chauffeur those those field trips. So um, 
and they tend to be really popular and they can be monthly packages or just once or twice a year, whatever you want to do. So, but, um, but what are your thoughts here real quick? I know we have another caller, but I, I, I really do want to get some feedback, Lynn, especially sure. about some of the apartment uh, yeah, ideas. No, I think you, you've given me a lot of good ideas. I was going to ask you about the daycares, maybe go to the daycare once a week or something like that, just to get the dog in another environment and with other animals. And I was thinking if you had a friend, maybe that would go, go along and kind of plant treats along the way ahead of you so the dog doesn't know it and then walk the halls or something and then find a treat here and there. And then, um, I don't know, I, I, mean, I, I, I so bit, I've been trying to think of so much, and I, it's like, I, I, whatever. And I'm wondering if there's other um, malls that will allow pet dogs in any other days or even maybe the same Sunday Yeah. other than the, the mall you mentioned. Yeah, over at, in Rose, uh, Roseville, Rosedale Mall. There's I'm not Rosedale sure. Center, yeah. Yeah. And you know, now when we, I just want to mention, and I know you've you've been on, on the phone here, so you're probably anxious to give your ear a break. But, <laughs> you know, I did want to mention too, for everybody's out there, that burning energy is obviously a physical thing. They need to do that. But remember, burning energy also includes new social experiences and also intellectual, you know, the mind games, the the nose work, you know, that kind of thing. So if if you're just if your dog just isn't into walking or you're just not, you know, able to do it, there are games where you can do, you know, more the nose work, hide a treat under, you know, three or four different types of pans or or plates and see which if your dog can find it. You you guys know all those types of nose work type of games, but you know, there's there's that intellectual component too. And even if you, I mean, and I'm just going to challenge all of you that even if you, you know, pick new ways or try new things to, and of course, dog parks, I just had a, that just popped in my mind like popcorn, I'm <laughs> sorry. But, um, but remember that when you're burning energy, there's also another layer you can get to. Can you burn energy and be intellectual? Can you burn energy and work on a social thing? Can you burn energy like at a dog park and at the same time work on commands? you know, recall skills, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I would see whatever whatever activity you choose, you choose it for an obvious reason, but can you build on it? Can you add on it? So that experience enriches the dog in more than one way. And I also, I've done this at, at, at the building and to some success, but I think I would have more success if it was exactly the same dogs for exactly the same reason. But, you know, there's so many ringtones on our cell phones to pick one that would work and always be a signal for a new activity um, or a specific activity, you know, because then suddenly they're listening. Oh, okay, I heard that. Now I need to walk to the door. Now I need to sit. Okay, so they've done like two or three steps of, you know, information that they've memorized. And that will mean now you're going to the dog park as opposed to a walk. You know, something like that. Or a certain ringtone means a certain type of treat. You know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, there's Kongs and all that kind of stuff too. For, But, you know, I'd hate to do a treat for every little thing because suddenly now you're going to have a, a weight problem. But, yes. you know, <laughs> but anyways, I could probably go on and on. And I will shut up now. Do you want to finish up with anything, Lynn, that I could have forgotten or didn't include? Well, I was just thinking if, if the dog is kind of a re- not a breed of a retriever but a retrieving dog um and if your ener- if your people energy is low maybe just throwing the ball down some steps and having the dog go af- going down the steps after it and bringing it back might help too i yeah, agree those are a lot of good ideas i agree we we do that at the building from the downstairs to the upstairs we'll just put two or three dogs in the stairwell and um whip whip the tennis balls and they bounce everywhere you know what I mean and they're just going bananas and bonkers and mm-hmm. it's that's a good you know you and can maybe the one has to if you do it with a couple maybe the one has to sit and stay while the one is going down the steps and then it's the other one's turn yeah which one so accidentally you're teaching the training too besides burning the energy yeah so all right thank you a million times over okay well, thank you for your, all your help. Yeah, have a happy, happy, safe day. Yes, 
Yes, you do. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay, thank you so much, Lynn. Pet appreciators, I'd like to get um, Chris on. Chris is, looks like calling from Minneapolis, and she would like to talk. Oh, and this is sad. Um, well, maybe not, but helping dogs with loss of family member. Oh, well, hi, Chris. Welcome to the Pet Connection Show. And, and is that sort of a, a general topic, or are you experiencing that right now? Well, it's sort of a—it's um, it, something that I'm experiencing, but it's also something that I hadn't really thought about before. Is we we think about how to cope with the loss of a pet, and how a pet copes with the loss of an owner. But when you've got a large family, or or you know, a couple, and one of them goes, it's—I I really haven't given much thought to how to help the pet adjust. Very good point. Yes. Um, and it's, pro- I think there's things that, I think con- consistency. I mean, how do you feel about that? To me, the word consistency is probably one of the most important things while the dog or the cat grieves. You know, I'm not an expert in this, but I, you know, I have so much experience just because of the length of time I've worked with with animals that you just can't get away from death you know when you when you work in this field a long time um and so I you know I and Chris since you're the caller I want you to interrupt me because I have so many thoughts on this and I might be a little zigzaggy but I remember when my partner died. Now, we didn't share the same house together but because we both owned houses on the same block. And, you know, we were both very involved. He was very involved with my business. But it was, um, I was so afraid to say his name because in front of the dogs, especially my dogs, because I thought that they would look up and he wouldn't be there. And I didn't want to... to you know, confuse that. So I started calling Gary Papa Bear, which was always a, a nickname. Mm-hmm. And um, and in the beginning, I would, you know, always have some of his old clothes or something. You know, so when I said that, there would be some, a smell to associate that with. Um, and eventually, you know, I mean, his house was sold, and we eventually just stopped that his his place was just not part of the urban dog anymore and so um but but time time kind of took care of that and other things sort of replaced that but I think consistency was really important and simple things like like when dogs die I'll tell the other dogs especially if they're part of the urban dog pack you know so and so all gone so and so all gone you know, we had to do that with a little dog named Grizzly that was our client for, you know, nine or ten years, and he died um, a, a week and a half ago in a house fire. And that just Sorry. was crushing, you know. And, yeah. and you know, but just I always feel like I have to talk to the dogs about it. I have had clients where I've taken care of their dogs because they've gone into the hospital and unfortunately have d- d- died there. And so, again, that and, – and, you know, the relatives – all but one, actually, have ended up just being like urban dog house dogs. You know, they just become part of our permanent pack. But um, all but one did did go back um, to, with a relative with a relative for a while. But it was under the breeder contract that if anything happened, the dog would go back to the breeder. But um, but I just can't think of any other word besides consistency and. Um, trying to keep things as calm as possible. But what 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 are your thoughts on that, Chris? Well, I honestly don't know. I mean, my um you know, my my parents have a dog and it's my mom who lets the dog out and she just had a stroke. So she's not going to be doing that and my dad isn't going to be doing it either. So it's going to be somebody else who comes to let the dog out. And, you know, just sort of take care of the feeding and things like that. And so even though she's still at the house, I think it's, I, I just, I know that when my dog gets into um, into a funk or gets confused, the first thing he does is start pooping in the house. And, 
you know, it's just, um, it would be great to avoid that <laughs> for them. Oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, with their health issues and just just aging, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they found somebody, and I don't know where they live, but they can always call the Urban Dog, too, if they're in our area. Yeah. Unfortunately, but, well, they live in West Virginia, and they're, like, in the middle of nowhere. Ooh, but, that makes it harder. But But tell me, Chris, is there... You know, is there sort of a backup plan? Is there um, a person out there, um, a neighbor or, you know, somebody with a, a, a rescue group that can at least be sort of on the backup on backup notice and at least to start to idea. build? I should, I'll mention that to them. Yeah, because I don't know how old the dog is. But, you know, maybe that there's a, a person, whether it's, you know, a, a personal care attendant or a dog walker in that area, um, or somebody with a rescue group, a volunteer with a rescue group that maybe, you know, having a, a nice talk with your folks and just saying, hey, what what is the plan for, you know, your your dog in case you can't take care of it? Can we start building a relationship with somebody now? Can we start, you know, having a financial plan about that now? Um, hard conversation to have, but one that's truly a gift to the pet. Um, I'm running out of time, unfortunately. Is there anything else you wanted to add to that real quick? No, thanks for the thought, though. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I just feel like we could. this could branch off into so many different things. But um, definitely worth a conversation with your parents, I think. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you, pet appreciators. I care about you, and I wish you a very good start to the week. The fine folks at Common Good Books will help you find the perfect book for you or the book lover in your life. Find a huge selection from a locally owned and independent bookseller in the Twin Cities. They are always bringing in top authors from around the globe for special in-store events. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Find Common Good Books at 38 South Snelling Avenue in St. Paul or shop online at commongoodbooks.com. We are sleepwalking into a disaster. Climate change is burning down our forests, flooding our coastlines, and parking the polar vortex in our own backyard. What can we do? Please join us at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska for a one-hour talk from meteorologist Paul Douglas on Tuesday, February 19th at 7 p.m. Paul's new book is called Caring for Creation, The Evangelical's Guide to Climate Change and a Healthy Environment. This talk is part of the Tuesday Dialogue series hosted at Shepherd of the Hill Church of Chaska, a progressive congregation that teaches Dr. King. It has the big red rocker out front at 145 Angler Boulevard and Highway 41. I'm your host, Pastor Dean J. Seal. Free and open to the public, co-sponsored by the Southwest Metro and Chaska Citizens Climate Lobby, Interfaith Power and Light, and AM950. Find us on Facebook or at chaskachurch.org. Again, that's Tuesday, February 19th, 7 p.m. Be there. Aloha. Why must the world be so cold? They've gone against what was told. Thinking rape is cool? Think about it. They think it's not wrong? Violence against women? The rape? The abuse? The emotional? Physical? They all hold the hate. Think about it. Is it right or wrong? What attracts you? I'm not saying no names, but you laugh. Talk about it like nothing is wrong? Think about it. They all hold the hate? Gotta stop the violence. Stop the hate? Think about it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Do yourself a favor and check out the amazing cuisine of EatLocalMinnesota.com. More than just a website, EatLocalMinnesota.com provides you with the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities. The award-winning Hazel's Northeast combines the feel of a small-town diner with the vibrant nature of its Northeast Minneapolis neighborhood. Whether it's breakfast, lunch, weekend brunch, or dinner, their classically inspired and creatively prepared American comfort food is always made from scratch. Hazel's Northeast at 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis. EatLocalMinnesota.com the dedicated staff at Nightingale Restaurant take pride in presenting a thoughtful and delicious approach to food and drink, whether you're visiting for dinner, happy hour, or brunch. Their focus on made-from-scratch meals using sustainable and local ingredients is likely to make Nightingale your go-to spot for inspired food and drinks. Nightingale, Lindell and 26th in Minneapolis.
appreciate is I think I made a Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> it's the second time in, I don't know, six months that I read the screen wrong. And I thought that that was the end of the show. Second time. So that's got to be a Guinness Book of World Records. But that's okay. Um, that's okay. I'm always... Very preoccupied about getting back to the pups here after the show, so whatever. But I hope I didn't rush that last caller off. I feel really bad about that now, but I just I just read the screen thing wrong. And If she's listening and has anything more to say, she's always welcome to call back here. Yes, We've got yes, no yes. callers on the line right now, so. Yes, yes, and we were pretty packed with callers there earlier. So, um, yeah, I always feel bad if somebody has to wait. So there's no waiting right now. So if you want to, pet appreciators. But can we can we just kind of continue on that that conversation I mean I felt like there was so many different directions I could go in and I feel like I just you know starting way back when you know 20 plus years ago starting the urban dog it was like you know oh this is you know great actually I didn't really start it, it was my son you know who started it when he was 13 and he's he just turned 34 so um it was a long time ago and he started it and then I just kind of took over when you know, when the summer was done and he went back to school and then I, um, you know, would let him do it, obviously, during school release day. So we'd always have a little bit of money coming in. You know, he was in junior high or, or whatever they call it now, you know, junior high, uh, middle school, you know, that kind of age. So, but then once he got into high school, you know, Chris was just into every sport imaginable and and um, super involved in like history club and that kind of thing. And he... um and then he, it just got to be too busy. So then I just kind of did it. And then when he left for college, I, I went full blown into it full time. But still at that time, you know, you're taking on new clients and building relationships and doing all that kind of thing. Death is not part of that, you know. And um, it's only after you've been doing it for quite a while that, you know, suddenly death becomes a big part of it, whether it's the dogs or the cats or the owners themselves. Like I've, I've been in that situation. I, I would have never guessed. So I guess this is for people who are thinking about getting into the pet business, you know, because they only live so long. And if you're going to make a long-term commitment, you're just going to have to deal with that aspect of it, whether it's the owner or, or the pets. But so I feel like I've got a ton of experience, but absolutely no prep work for it. No warning. You know what I mean? It was just kind of fumbling around and figuring out my way. And like with that little grizzly passing, you know, a week and a half ago, you know, that was sort of a new type of, what do I say? New type of death, new way, a new circumstance of dealing with death. And, um, you know, I, I know I talked last week about, you know, what do I say? What do I not say? What do I do? What do I not do? You know, I just want to be the best person for the owners that fortunately did survive, you know, and, and, um, and yeah, so, but if you're lucky enough, um, and again, this, the caller who called in, you know, she wanted to know more, not so much about how to handle a pet's death, but how to handle the death of the owner and to guide that pet, because they do go through a grieving process, whether it's real noticeable or not, you know, whether they start having accidents or they're just more withdrawn. Um, and I think that withdrawn part is fairly common. Um, I, I've seen it not only with dogs, but I've seen that with cats a lot as well. I was just talking to my sister last night and um, they just recently adopted two kitties to replace their two very, very, very old cats that both passed away. And then they took a little bit of time off, but the kids, my nieces and nephews really wanted some cats again. So they adopted a couple from, from a shelter, but at the shelter, everybody had come down with, and I mean, everybody had come down with, you know, like a virus, like a I don't want to say kennel cough, but you know, a coughing type, hacking type virus, dogs and cats, and um, and so they were prepared to to treat it and that kind of thing. And and the kitties were so close; they came from the same litter. But then one kitty just didn't make it. You know, it just could not get past. It, it turned into a pneumonia, and it just couldn't get past it. So she was telling me about the death of her, you know, brand new little kitty there. That it just, you know, the medical bills started piling piling up so fast, and and um the little kitty was just having a, a really hard time and, and, and just crawled into a small little crawl space and passed away. But the other kitty is devastated and withdrawn. And so we were brainstorming ways to how to, you know, get that cat, you know, 
engaging with the family members again. But when when an adult dies, when the owner dies, you know, you've they've lost that bond. Oftentimes, the only bond that they know with a human being, you know. And so that's why I was thinking consistency is is so important. You know, the same food, the same meals, same bowls, same eating time, same similar walking route, you know, same bedtime routine as much as you can. Um, and it's not it's not bad if you're a senior person or if you have health issues and, and you're not senior, but you do have health issues and you're, you're worried about, you know, your um, length of time on earth or whatever. It's not bad to start planning for your pets, whether that's a, a financial um, little account, you know, that will be designated to the new caregiver or to start talking to rescue groups, you know, and, and you wanting to, you want, um, you know, the pet to go to a rescue group, start making those connections. Maybe it's with a neighbor, you know, that you've been really close with. Maybe it's your adult kids. You know, I've been in situations where, you know, the adult kids have been <clears throat> and the and the owners of the pets have been you know, really close and that kind of thing, but the adult kids really just, you know, don't have the time to to give to a dog, you know, and so oftentimes that's when it comes to me or, or, or we'll go to a rescue. I was thinking about even like hospice care, you know, like maybe we should even have Ken Haglin from the hospice show on as a guest sometime because he talks a lot, oh, when I've heard his show, he talks a lot about how hospice care isn't always just about making sure the person who's dying is comfortable a lot of it's also about making sure the family around them are because they're able to deal with the grief of losing that family member too. I wonder how much of that involves the animals. I have no clue myself, but I'm next time I see Ken, I'll, I'll have to ask him or maybe like said, get him call him to the number. show or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that's, it's something that we're all going to have to go through, you know, maybe not all of us, but many of us will have to go through. And I think that's great because it is, it's if you know that your you know your time is up or coming up, there is a lot of planning, and and I'm sure everybody really thinks not only about themselves but everybody else and how to help the whole mm-hmm. unit, yeah, you know, with, get through. With hospice, we think just so much about all the other family members, and I and maybe I maybe we maybe most hospice cares uh, programs do focus on the animals a lot. I have no clue myself personally, but I'd be curious to wonder what what sort of plan they have to help the animals adjust to. Somebody who's passing. Exactly. Yep. Nope. Nope. I totally agree. That is just an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. And that can be a whole show too, I think, you know, if we can get him on. So, but anyways, pet appreciators, um, we really are coming to the end of the show. (laughs) So it always goes by super fast. And again, I just want to wish you a very safe start to the week um, for both you and your pets. Sounds like it'll be just a winter wonderland all week. So take good care. Have a great week.